I'm cutting this out, we're starting again. No! <laughs> Listen, this is, this is quality content. This is great. Hi, welcome to the podcast. Um, a couple of things before we get started. Um, like to give you a content warning. We do swear quite a lot in this review. Um, so be warned, we do use the F word quite freely. Um, and it's not in a malicious way. We're just quite enthusiastic. We'd had a couple of beers and uh, it's, it's only banner. Um, second thing is, in the latter half of this podcast, there are some spoilers if you want to watch Kingsglaive. Um, but we'll let you know before we start uh, discussing spoilers so that you can turn it off if you wish. And enjoy. Okay, um, hello, we're back. This is our technically our second podcast, isn't it? Technically yes, our second yes, podcast. Yes. Um, yes. We're here to talk about Final Fantasy, kind of, Dave. Kingsley Final Fantasy XV in particular, which is the second CG movie by Visual Works as a department of Square Enix and the third CG movie by Square Enix as a company. Um, after Final Fantasy Spirits Within, which was not technically by Visual Works, but still, and also after Advent Children and Advent Children Complete, which are kids. And more importantly, if you don't give a, a rat's about any of the previous films, how it ties into Final Fantasy Fifteen as a franchise. Yeah, it's, and, it's, it's a prequel. And as a story. It's a prequel that came out before the, 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 the sequel. So uh, I'll just quickly introduce myself. I'm Brian. I'm Dave. And I'm Liam, and did you know that Aki Ross was on the cover of a magazine? Oh my god! No! We're, we can't go there again. <laughs> Aki Ross is wonderful. Just to let you know, we're, we're never going to CG shame any characters in this show. We're very tolerant people. Absolutely. And moving on. Has <laughs> everybody here has seen Kingsclave? Yeah, I watched it this morning. Just I watched it last week. face that, we're not going to spoil it. No, so you can there's... listen now, and we will tell you... Later, when we are about to spoil yes. things, we will. The, the first half of our podcast will be completely spoiler-free. We just want to talk about how it fits into the the larger, um, the, the larger story of Final Fantasy Fifteen, mm. and uh, maybe set up a, a few basic elements of the the movie. Although, can we just say when Aerith died in the film? Oh, that was great! Oh, come on, it's too soon for that. Son. <laughs> so, preface about this, this film, right? So. I'll, I'm going to speak a little bit about the history of the game, if you don't mind. Do. Um, Please do. Final Fantasy XV, most people will know that it originally existed as Final Fantasy Versus XIII, which was announced in... 2006. June 2006, um, as a Tetsuya Nomura project. Um, and at this point in time, uh, it's worth mentioning as well, Kingdom Hearts was huge. It was, it was still a massive thing. Kingdom Hearts was huge. Kingdom Hearts 2 had just come out that year. Um, Advent Children just came out the previous year. Uh, so Tetsuya Nomura was hot property. He was a big name. Um, the original trailer for Final Fantasy vs. Thirteen makes a big deal of saying that all the staff on it originally were associated with both Kingdom Hearts 2 and Advent Children, which were arguably probably two of Square's biggest products at the time. Yeah, they were, so they they were, were riding on that popularity. Yeah, even Thirteen when they announced it, they were saying the battles in this are going to look like battles in Advent Children. Like, it's all going to be in air... Uh, characters are flying around the place and all that kind of thing. Kind of didn't turn it Lots of swordplay. Lots of swordplay, all that kind of thing. Versus 13 was meant to be a very dark game. Um, it's set, it was, and is still set, as Final Fantasy 15, initially in a city called Insomnia, um, which is heavily based on the Shinjuku district of Tokyo. And it's, uh, it's very obvious. Very obvious. Um, Square Enix headquarters are based there. Yes. Um, we have been. Um, and you can definitely tell that it's based on Shinjuku. It's very, very obvious. Um, 
Lots, lots of neon, lots, lots of glass. Lots buildings. of neon, lots of narrow streets, lots of tall buildings, winding uh, streets, all that kind of thing. What Kingsley mostly derives from is scenes from those initial trailers when it's still set in Insomnia. Because the film takes place 90% in Insomnia. Um, so, a lot of, like, there is... A, there is a trailer for Final Fantasy Vs. 13 that was released in January of 2011, which this which um, shows you what the initial portion of the game was going to be, and that was mostly recycled into Kingsglaive. Is that still? Do you know if that's still on YouTube or if it's available online somewhere? You can find it most anywhere. Yeah. So we'll we'll post a link to it in the uh, yeah in the post as well. Yeah. So the the entire game was meant to be Noctis, the main character, and his crew were still in um, Insomnia. And that is when the attack from Niffelheim happens. Uh, the attack from Niffelheim happens and Noctis and his crew have to escape from Insomnia from the attack. Um, whereas in the final version of the game, they Noctis are not in the city. There. He's not there, is Noctis he? has already left the city. Uh, so it's just King Regis and his retinue um, that are in the city. So that's a brief history of what Kingclave actually is. Production started around 2013 after they renamed it to 15, the game that is, um, actual like post-production started last year. Um, around 50 companies worked on it. Um, and it that's, was that's most impressive. Of, yeah. that's, that's a lot of work gone into it. All the mocap was done in London. Um, so all the mocap actors are British actors, mostly theatre. Um, and it released in Japan on the 9th of July. So that's our rough history of the film. So, uh, can we go on to the title a little? Yes. The the Kingsclave. What is that? Because that that is um, this is what the entire film kind of revolves around. Well, the um, the Kingsclave. Well, the, in Final Fantasy Fifteen, um, the king has this power. I don't know if he drives it from the crystal or from the previous kings. It's not really clear. But anyway, the king has this power. This is King Regis. He can pass that on to the Kingsclave. Is like a small group of soldiers that are uh, tasked with protecting Insomnia and the king and all that. And he can pass this power on. He has this ring. Um, the which, ring of the Lucy. Yeah. Um, but he can pass this power on to the king's glaive and they're like his, his crack squad of, of soldiers that will go out and protect Insomnia. And There's elite. Yeah. Uh, and they are imbued with this power from the king. The king can do a bunch of things like the the shield that protects Insomnia the, the last city basically of that uh, empire um, and their main city it, it all comes from this power that the king has uh, and the, there's a crystal involved they probably knows more about it but the, anyway there is a crystal and there's a ring yes. and they all so, sort of tie into this power um, and he can he can use the power of the crystal he is uh, as, from what I understand he channels the power of the crystal using the ring right and he can use that um, to protect the city and to imbue this power the kings have had powers like um, teleportation um, yes, that's one of their main powers. So I, I noticed in both the game and in the yeah. film, the the your protagonists, your knights and your kingsglaive, they can warp to where their weapon is. Yes, yeah. and it's usually by throwing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so th- this comes into play in the combat, uh, yeah. which is is really visually stunning. It's really yeah. gorgeous, and and we see them like you know throwing weapons, teleporting, and then there's some there's some really cool like visual play rate, especially later in the film where like larger battles happen. And yeah. those people are just warping out of the place, and it's got this really cool like neon blue effect. Well, the thing it has, like loads of particle effects, it looks great. The thing I found interesting in the film versus the game, uh, 
just going by the demos that we've played, like uh, yes, um, episode disc and uh, uh, platinum demo. Yeah, um, in that in the game, it's very much a mechanic that you use in fights. Yes, but in Kingsglaive, a lot of the time they use it as a, a mode of transport as well. Yes. So when they're retreating from um, certain things, or when they're trying to run away from things, uh, or they're trying to get somewhere quickly, they will be throwing it warp into it catching it and throwing it again and they're basically using it as transport which it shows how uh, how important this is as, yeah. as a mechanic name or yeah. at the very least the, the developers and the, the writers have, have seen how interesting this mode of transportation or teleportation yeah. is and they're, yeah. they're trying to play with it and use it in different yeah. ways mm. but this isn't available to anybody this is available only to the kings well not only only to people who have been given this power by the king and it goes through the king so without the king the Kingsclave can't do any of that. I believe that Noctis also has it, but yeah. he has it because he is of royal blood. Yeah. He just can use it naturally. Yeah. And so. We, um, so, and that ties in a lot to the sort of um, internal struggles of some of the characters as well, which is interesting. Uh, and their sort of um, feelings of... Uh, obviously, they're, they're all fighting for their country and their yeah. homelands and stuff. Um and then there's certain things where um, certain characters differ in their sort of opinion of certain things than the king. There's, they might are, not yeah, agree with what the king... Many varying political yeah. decisions yeah. in the film. It's like, a, um, a surprisingly very political and yeah. topical film. But yeah. Yeah. All the Kingsglaive are, are fighting for different reasons and they might not agree with the king, but then it comes down to the, they, they can only really fight at the king's behest or whatever so, I don't think it's necessarily uh, a spoiler to say that there's one of the topics the film deals with is migration which is obviously yeah. very current um, or not even migration technically they're refugees they are refugees they are. yeah yeah. Um, all the kings believe are refugees so uh, as you guys mentioned earlier there are, there's ongoing wars in this uh, in this world and the yes. the, the, the empire uh, which Nippelheim. which uh, well that's 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 the do we want to call it the evil empire? Um, the, the empire that's trying to take over the world. The, the, empire, the empire of Niflheim is, yes. is very aggressive. Yes. Uh, and they are they are definitely trying to take over any... They've already taken over nations. one... They almost have the entire continent, apart from, apart from the continent of uh, Lucis, which is the crown city is Insomnia. Yes. So that's... Regis's kingdom is Lucis. Insomnia is entirely under the protection of the the, the king, and th- that's that's where uh, the majority of the story takes place in Kingsglaive. Yeah. It's it's where um, and the conflict is Niflheim want to take over Insomnia. Yeah, and and it's all about trying to protect this city. But yeah. what are you sacrificing by protecting the city? Yeah, that's the whole the whole film balances around that. It does, yeah. Um, it's um, it's quite a dark film, actually very dark. Like cons- compared to like Advent Children, which is quite, it does get dark at points, especially when it deals with like cloud and geostigma, like, which very, is really horrible. They're always very quick to cut to the comic relief, though. Yeah, like uh, it's like oh um oh like here's a child dying geostigma. It's all right. Here's the here's the talks. So it's I, fine. I think the difference is as well um, about the the dark elements that it pursues is that. Whilst Geo Sigma is um, it's something that's very specific to Cloud Strife um, yeah. and, and some of the characters within Final Fantasy VII, uh, the, the, the 
elements of uh, immigration and refugees we can all it's, relate to in some way or other, regardless of whether you know we've experienced it personally. But it's it's very yeah, uh, sort prevalent of like, in in the news, and there are very yeah. different uh, political uh, opinions on it. Yeah, um, there's a lot to relate to in Kingsclave. Sort of like feelings of home and identity and stuff as well like yeah. that and, and, and belonging to something yeah. regardless um, of whether you're out of place and sort of sense of like I mean it's stuff that's been in films before and done a lot better but Kingsley does it just as well like uh, also sense of like duty and and things like that yeah. and, and the sort of Nix's conflicts and you know your, your sense of duty to your home your sense of duty to your king and your sense of duty to your friends and, yeah. and he, he sort of um, struggles to strike a balance in his life between that as yeah. well. So, so Nix is uh, Nix Ulrich is uh, the main character that the story mm-hmm. follows in yes. a sense. He's, he's kind of like leading the, the narrative uh, and he is one of the Kingsglaive. He's voiced by Aaron Paul. Yes. And he does a very very good job. He's very good in that film. He's, he's really good. I mean I never I wouldn't peg him as being the same no. guy who was in Breaking Bad. Well I think Breaking the, the problem is obviously he, Breaking Bad introduced him to us and so you can't you know, he's that that one character in that. You can't really get a sense of his like range, um, and then but you just need to look at him in Bojack Horseman. Yes, on the surface, a similar character, but actually, completely not. different range. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's so, and it's it's worth mentioning as well that the motion capture motion capture actor for uh, Nix is Neil Newbin. Yes. Um, so, I mean, could we talk about a little about the tech behind that? Because yes. Uh, Without having to be too technical about it, this is one guy's voice on another guy's face. Yes, it's done for most of the characters in the film, with the exception of a couple. Um, So, King Regis um, is voiced by Sean Bean. Yes. But, and he's actually a special exception. Most of the characters in the film have a specific look to them, uh, which is exclusive to the film. But Regis looks like... Regis Regis looks like in the film and the game. So Regis is uh, John Camplin. John Camplin, yes. I'd like to come back to that in the spoiler section, because I think there's a reason for that that is maybe too tied into spoilers that I couldn't bring it up now. Yeah, that's that's, that's, absolutely... We'll definitely come back to that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Another one is um, Luna, um, who is... Lena Lena Headley. um, Who who also will know as Cersei Lannister from Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, she's also excellent in the film. I thought she did a great job. She's in Dread as well. Is she? Oh, of course, Mama, yeah. Mama, yeah. And she's also in the Sarah Connor Chronicles as Sarah Connor. Sarah Connor. Seriously? I think so. We're just spraff but um, How much is that NES controller worth? <laughs> oh That's God. going back some years. Um, but uh, yeah, she does a great job. Luna has a very specific look. She looks like a real person in the film, and it's quite strange because in the game she looks very perfect she's got that quite very anime. anime look and quite it's a face. great look and it, she eyes. looks she looks great in the game but all the people are like oh she looks weird in the film it's like oh she no, looks I, like a real I really person like, I really like her it's face like, in the it's, film it's somebody somebody mentioned this and I can't remember where I read it or Moses Crooked yeah. and that makes it real it's great it's that little imperfection yeah. that you notice it's uh, Amanda Pieri yeah. It was the motion capture actress for yeah. Lunafree. So um, all, all the motion capture like um, actors had their faces captured as well, and that's who their likeness is taken. When after. I first started watching the film, yes, it kind of diminished later. But at first, I had a bit of a problem with the 
the voices didn't feel like they were coming out of the characters. Yeah, yeah. Did you feel that? Did you I feel got like, like, I very slightly off. Yeah. But I, I, I think, and I don't know if it got better or if I just didn't notice it as much yeah. towards like the middle end of the film. I, I didn't. No, I, by the end of the film, either I was too invested in it. Yeah. And the characters drew me in or whatever. I was really enjoying the film, so I kind of forgot about that. But there's certain characters that stands out with more. The guy, what's his name? Arden Azunia. Yeah. Because he got very bombastic. He goes most auspicious of yeah. days <laughs> and it's a very like he says it very specifically yeah. in a very but that voice doesn't look like it should come out of that character no because the mouth's moving totally different um, um, it's very weird it's um, jarring and I, I felt a difficulty linking the voice of Nix's friend to him as well the voice didn't quite feel oh, like um, it was uh, Libertus yeah. Like, yeah Libertus was um, a, a bit of a unique character because his, I believe his um, motion capture actor and uh, did his voice as well. Right. Um, all the motion capture actors are British because it was done in London. Uh, I think yeah. most of them are. Um, so he's trying to put on an American accent and it does not work whatsoever. He, uh, the guy seems really nice. He interacts with fans a lot on Twitter. He seems to really enjoy being in the film. He's a, been in a lot of marketing. He's done loads of press for the film. But his voice sucks in that film. I think it's, it, it's unfortunate. Sometimes uh, actors are asked to do voices that just yeah. don't suit them, and it's mm. it's not necessarily any fault of the actor. It's maybe yeah. ha- a, as they've been asked cast. to do something that they can't do. But I mean, the character is fantastic. He's he, I think yeah. he throughout the film he goes through quite a, a difficult situation, and yeah. I think you definitely see growth in his character. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. again, that's something we can discuss uh, yeah. when we get into spoilers later on. Yeah, um, can we talk a bit about the market in this film? Uh, yes, please do. I, um, I did notice an advertisement for Beats headphones. There are adverts for Japan Airways, Japan Airways okay. which does say Japan Airways, by the way, as well as, well as like the red... Which is a, heron. a well-known destination in this fantasy world. Of course, yes, Japan. Yes. <laughs> um, no, but it's got, the, it's got the full red heron logo with Japan Airways. It's got uh, their Beats... Um, are these in the film? Yes, they are in the film. Yeah, I saw I the Beats logo a mile away. Where's the fucking Japan Airways one? It's, it's, on, a, it's, it's on a ticker like uh, up, like near the top of a building at some point, but it's definitely there. So, canonically, Japan, canonically, Japan Airways is actually in Final Fantasy. So, Japan must be too. Unless, so, yeah. unless Japan is just a brand in, the, Could be, uh, yeah, in this world, you know? Well, the, the, that's the good thing, because they integrate a lot of the actual proper marketing. Like, um, obviously, they've got. Um, uh, what's the brand of the car again? Is that a BMW? Audi. An Audi, yeah. There's, there's it, lots of Audi. That They've got car though. That car's great. Oh like, man, that car. That car that, is incredible. Okay, so let's. We're talking about the marketing here. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the the animation. And so I, I was watching this with my partner Ash, mm-hmm. and I, I I actually stopped the film at one point to say that looks photorealistic. Yeah. Like, now I, and she I, Ashley wasn't certain. Like she said, isn't there a mixture of like actual uh, video stuff in this and I, I wasn't sure I couldn't like comment one way or the other but there are a couple of scenes in that film that are genuinely it's 100% CG there is no like photo stuff in that film at all well hats off going back to that they, they did such a good job remember when we had that argument because I thought that an image was actually because they did yeah. make that car the, the, and that I car thought exists. that they had unveiled that car at a certain event turns out they'd only shown CG models of that car but yeah. I thought that they were showing because I spoke about the real car at the event, and I thought they'd shown it, but they hadn't actually. They'd just shown um, CG models. What, and I was fooled. I was. What had happened was they they'd showed this. They'd shown the Audi. It's a specific version of an Audi R8. Um, they've only like they said on, this only exists in CG, 
but they only say that after they uncovered the event, which was where they announced the release date of Final Fantasy Fifteen, which is no longer the release date. So it was all up fucking for nothing. Um, so they announced this car, and then they were like, "We're not going to build this car after the event. It, like, it only exists as a model. It's a concept car." And like, oh okay. Um, and then at the premiere for Kingsglaive, the voice, the Japanese voice actor for Nix drove to the event in that car that they had not mentioned they were making. So they made one car for an event in Japan which has not been seen since. Wow. So, <laughs> really nice bit of trivia there. Yeah. Um, but going back to the advertising and stuff like that, um, they mix it in quite well because there's a lot of like, in universal advertising as well. Like um, there's stuff for like brands of tablets that don't exist. Sure. So it's, it's like in-game branding. Yeah. So it's like it's actual proper stuff. Um and they fixed that very Chocobo um, delivery service. Yes. Um, Chocobo delivery service. They've got Great Glacier ice cream. That's um, in the game, isn't it? Yeah, that's in the game. Um, is that a reference to Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's really the Great cool. Glacier goes up to the Northern Crater. Right? Uh, <laughs> there, there are other references to older Final Fantasy games that we will have to come back to because they are definitely spoilers. But oh, yeah. There is, I mean, it is a, a real treat for fans of the, the series and the oh, yeah, franchise at all. There's a thing that's come up in the... Can we talk about the... The critical response. Yes. Yeah, let's... Let's come up in that, because a lot of your um, regular movie critics have panned the film, like, completely. Okay. Like, they hate the film. Uh, I think a couple were less harsh on it, but if you go on Rotten Tomatoes, it did not have a good Rotten Tomatoes score. I can't remember what it was. 8%. Uh, um, Jesus, really? Yeah. And what it comes down to is the critics, and a lot of the reviews said this specifically, is like, there's nothing here for fans... Uh, there's nothing here for people who aren't fans of Final Fantasy. They're like, if you're not interested in playing the game, you're not going to be interested in watching Kingsglaive. And I'm there just like, well, what part of Kingsglaive, Final Fantasy XV, did you not understand? It's, yeah. a, it's I, a specifically absolutely... a prequel movie, so you would have to be interested in playing the game to want to be... If you're not interested in playing the game, there is nothing here for you. And I think that's perfectly fine. Um but I, I came from a point of view, and I'll, I'll be I'll be honest here. I've spoken yeah. to the guys about it before. I'm really cynical about Final Fantasy XV. I am not looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, I played one of the demos. It was yeah. the one that you told me wasn't that great. Platinum um, demo. That's the, not the very, demo. Yeah. yeah. It, it felt quite clunky. It didn't didn't. It felt more like a tech demo than yeah. anything. And I kind of felt that after ten years in development, I, I expected a lot more of it. But yeah. watching this film has, if anything, made maybe change my opinion to the point where I will give but you the game are a, a Final Fantasy yeah. fan I, I have been in the past yeah, yeah. I mean I, I played Final Fantasy 14 for a long time I got in uh, when I started playing it on the Playstation 1 when Final Fantasy 7 came yeah. out and then from that I went backwards and you know tried to play other games uh, 6 is fantastic I mean there are some Final Fantasy games that will really stand the test of time in, in terms of their, their story and I, I think in general it has a really good audience. Mm. Like in, in, in later years, I, partly because I play less RPGs, I've kind of moved away from, mm. from Final Fantasy. I just mm. I don't have the time to dedicate to yeah. to like grinding and RPGs in general. I think Final Fantasy also has this trouble for the past few years where it hasn't been able to define itself. Yeah, yeah, it's been very sort of nebulous yeah it almost feels like Final Fantasy has been absent for a long time they're trying to attract a much wider audience and I think in that maybe they've they've lost some of their core audience Um, I I mean it's one of these things as well I mean it's it's becoming much more pervasive like recently we've seen Final Fantasy characters advertising for Louis Vuitton yeah it was lightning lightning 
Like, yeah, she that, also did an interview with the fucking Telegraph or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they did. Somebody wrote her dialogue for an interview. So with I mean, specifically that paper as well. Yeah, about Louis it's, it's kind of breaking that wall. It's, yeah. it's like it's it's targeting an audience that would never. Can we just say also that this wasn't a, a Japanese. Um, campaign this Louis Vuitton thing no it was in Edinburgh yeah, yeah it was, there was a big poster in Edinburgh massive it was actually it was really cool to see we'll, we'll try and throw in photos one, as well one thing I should mention though is this it's not really new to Final Fantasy like they, they did use um, uh, what was the main character's name in 9 uh, Zidane yeah. Zidane or Zidane yeah. uh, he, they did use him to advertise Coca-Cola in Japan okay. in 1999 so it's not new but it's perhaps bigger than it was so it's not uncommon to the franchise. It's, it's, it is a very like high-profile franchise. Also, things like uh, the car being a, a car that it, at least one car exists in real it, life. It is, so it is a real car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that that isn't even a first for the series because Cloud's phone in Advent Children was yeah, a that's real not, phone. A real phone. Yeah, they made the phone in the game and then they based a phone. So like a Docomo or something. Uh, an entity Docomo. Yeah, um, I can't remember the model number, but you could you could buy it. For we a will while. forgive you. <laughs> uh, I used to know that shit, um, but yeah, they released it the year before the the film came out, I think. Um, but that was a huge marketing thing in Japan for a while because you could get three um, D screensavers or Cloud and Tifa, which would react to different things we do in the phone. Okay, which was quite cool. And it yeah, had so the fucking ringtone as well, didn't it? The Advent yeah. Children and Advent Children, the victory fanfare is a ringtone on a character's phone in the. Film, yeah. that exact ringtone came with that phone. And it's also that phone that exists in real life. It's all a bit too much. It's crazy. But yeah, the, the whole thing was like, I, the critics were coming from it from a, a sort of, obviously the critics are into films, they're not necessarily interested in games. And they're like, if you're not interested in games and this game, you're not going to be interested in this film. And it's like, well, why is that, um, why is that a valid reason to pan a film? You can't just say this film isn't no. You can't say I don't like this because it's not for me. It does have other You have merits. to critically, I'm... objectively... Um, it's not objective, it's subjective. No. I don't like games, so I'm not interested in this film, yeah. this is a prequel to a game. Subjective. It's just very dismissive. It's not objective. It's very dismissive as yeah. well. And um, I think even, it was snobby. Even outside of the, the larger universe, yeah. like you can enjoy it as a standalone film. And anyone who's a fan of high fantasy might have something yeah. to gain mm. from this. I mean, That's it's... another thing though, high fantasy films don't do that well, do they? No, no, not not typically. Warcraft didn't. No, I really liked Warcraft. It was actually quite a good film, yeah. Um, For things all, like, all, all things considered, it was fine. Unless you're Lord of the Rings. Lord of the, Lord of the Rings was different, though, wasn't it? Do you think? Mm, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe it was just the time it came out. Yeah, it could have been. Um, and it was a spectacle. At the time, there needed to be like... Is it possibly because it was based on literature? Oh, maybe, right. but the, 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 there's other things that... like Better received by critics. Yeah, things like... June struggle, I guess. I don't know. June never. That's a bad film, though, isn't it? It's not a great film. It's been a long time. Yeah, that's that's an old. I think one. there are other f- film like the. Well, I guess because there's the Chronicles of Narnia that did really well, and that's based off of books. Yeah. But whether or not it's because that's a kids' film, it's but getting like, to to take from that to another point is so there is definitely a stigma of video game films, and there yeah. still is. There is. Yeah, they would have they would have been there as well. You can't be seen to be. I mean. I just want to set the record straight. I'm not saying this film is by any way a. Um, it's not groundbreaking. Highbrow. No, absolutely not. It's fair. It's, no. It's, it's fairly lowbrow. Like, it, it's a bit schlocky. It deals with stuff very straight to the point. But I it's think not, overall, we all enjoyed it. I right? love like, yeah, it. Was a great film. It was entertaining, it was fun. Yeah, it's exactly everything I was wanting from Kingsclave in regards to what I wanted to, to 
get, tell me about the universe and to see and to show yeah. me. Uh, and the the it needed to be an action film as well. And, and having gone yeah. in like myself with such low expectations, yeah. um, just for for Final Fantasy fifteen in general, I really enjoyed it. Like it totally yeah. surpassed anything that I could have expected. As somebody who really liked Spirits Within, and as somebody who really liked Advent Children and then loved Advent Children Complete, yeah, it's great fun. I would still say that Kingsglaive is head and shoulders the best Final Fantasy film that has come out. Yes, um, I'll admit that as well. Like it is better when I like I still prefer Advent Children because that film is means a lot to me. Yeah, uh, it's a great film. Final Fantasy Seven is so much a big part of my life. Yeah, it's but maybe after the game, you know, this this film will have different meaning to you. Yeah, it's yeah, true. Um, well, we might it. hate 15 for all we know. That's right, yeah. yeah. Uh, that happened we have fucking Metal Gear Solid 5. So. We would like to, yeah, oh. we spent all of um, fuck video games talking up Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah, it was going to be the greatest game ever made and then it, it really wasn't. And all I'm saying is like, you know, fuck video games, the previous podcast that um, Liam and Dave both worked on kind of disappeared around the same time as uh, yeah, totally did as well. Well. Metal Gear Solid 5 came out. Metal Gear so Solid 5 like, oh. crushed us so hard that we just stopped talking about video games. For, for an entire year. I just yeah. laid on my bed and just never moved. I'm still crying. So thank, thanks for that, Kanami. Really slowly. Um, I think we're getting towards the end of the point where we can talk about this. Yeah, I don't think we can... We, we really need to broach certain there's, subjects. There's yeah. a couple of things... There's a couple of announcements I want to make before... Well, should we... Before we go into spoilers, yeah, I was going to tell them about the SLA showings. Yes, yeah, okay, sure. So, um, if you're in Hi, Glasgow or Edinburgh, hello, Andrew. Um, th- there's uh, an event, Scotland Loves Animation, that is is playing some fantastic. Uh, oh, they're great. Films, some oh, really great, great films. They, uh, among other things, they've got Kizu Monogatari, which yep. is the, the Bakumonogatari film. They've got parts Can of I throw out a recommendation for Redline? Redline. Oh, Red, Redline Red is fantastic. Uh, your name. Second your showing name. Your on name. SLA as well. Redline was on a few years ago. Yes, 2009, maybe. No, it was not on in 2009, was it? It's far too early. 2011? Uh, yeah. 2011 or 2012, of course. Yeah. But, um, um, your name we saw advertised in Japan. Yeah. Uh, that is, I think it's only just out in Japan, like maybe a week ago or something. Is that the Mikoto Shinkai one? Yes. It is. That's the one. Yes. Apparently it's excellent. Very excellent director. Like, what else has he done? He's done five centimeters per second. The one where the guy has yes. the foot fetch. Garden of Words. That's the one. <laughs> Garden of Words? That <laughs> film, if you want to cry for a really beautiful film. Yeah. And um, I think definitely check it out and pick up a few tickets. And um, more relevantly, um, Glasgow uh, SLA showing. Uh, on Sunday the 16th of October at 3 o'clock in the afternoon uh, mm-hmm. we'll be playing Kingslave and that is a Scottish premiere yeah. and if you're in Edinburgh uh, on Friday the 21st of That's October my birthday. Uh, on your birthday 26th birthday oh you're such a, such a wane oh. uh, uh, um, quarter to four in the afternoon uh, we'll be playing, playing Kingslave and again on Monday is it Sunday or Monday? I can't remember. Monday. Monday at 8.45, they're playing King's Clave again. Same venue. Um, the, the film house. Yeah. Uh, and uh, respectively, the Glasgow so Film Theatre. Yeah, so if you're working, like I am, on Friday at 3.45 in the afternoon, <laughs> and you can't make it to the King's Clave showing, you can catch that again in the evening at the same venue, 8.45. I think it's still part of SLA. It's two screens. I think that's the... As far as I know, the first time there's been two screens of the same film at SI. I think you're right. Um, um, what, what I will say is, as well, um, 
again without spoilers if you're thinking about seeing this film the cinema would be a great place to see it yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is really Definitely. it's a spectacle to behold and I think it would um, do really well on the big screen and I know if people are maybe concerned that at the film house they tend to show some of the more off the beat films off the beaten track films yes. in the smaller screens as far as I know SLA has never shown anything that hasn't been in the main auditorium that's yeah, again I think so that's it should true. be it will be on the big screen yeah don't hold me to it it might be in some, if you, particularly if you're going to see it on Monday I think for something like screen. this they would probably try and show it on the big yeah. screen mm. I, I believe every SLA film is on screen one but check it out uh, yeah. lovesanimation.com uh, for more information or you can go straight to the Filmhouse website or the GFT website to get your tickets and if you live in Scotland though and you like anime by this point in time, how have you not heard of SLA? I know, it's like every year it runs, it brings some great films yeah. over from Japan. You've missed some amazing screenings if this is going to be your first SLA. But you're in for a treat. Yeah. Andrew, so, if you just um, post the money uh, to this address coming up, uh, we'll just um, we'll accept that. Cheers, Andrew. Uh, yeah, thank you, Andrew. Um, <laughs> okay. So let's, let's talk about spoilers. Andrew did not sponsor this podcast. No, he did, he did, he did not. He's, he's and neither, neither did Dan Aykroyd's Crystal Skull podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or Squarespace or Casper um, Mattresses <laughs> yeah spoilers right, guys if you don't want to uh, know more about this film we're going to totally spoil it so please turn off now you have been warned if you continue to listen you're going to get spoilers if we get a single message from anybody delete your account yeah just, <laughs> just drown yourself <laughs> right so how all the fucking characters have died <laughs> right so that's that's the biggest thing so I, I was speaking to the uh, Dave before about it it's like I got really into this film, and like mm-hmm. I say, it drew me in, and it 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 now makes me more interested in playing the game. But all, all the, the characters, characters are dead, about, and yeah. like, they were so well built up. Yeah, like, the only one that's the only two that are not dead by the end of the film, presumably, because you, you don't see Nyx or Throutos die, but they probably die. Um, the only two that are alive are Libertus and Luna. Libertus, who is wearing his cargo shorts, um, still standing around and. Cargo shorts, like, <laughs> shorts and a vest. He's been totally friend zoned as well. He's just like, I, well, need, to, I need to go alone. You're, you're, <laughs> you're probably lovely, but I, I, you'll draw too much attention to me as she Fuck. walks out of the city in her he full fucking, royal guard. It's like, look, Hen, you're, you're far too much hard work. I need to, I need to take a step back. Can <laughs> we just talk about how, like, how much first, like, he kind of deserves it, but he does not have a happy ending in no absolutely not <laughs> I don't think anyone that's left alive really has a happy ending no, no. Like, uh, all, all yeah. you've got her but like he, he he he's the only one that can go this is my fault yeah yeah. everyone else is can. like Dead. they were just fighting <laughs> against this thing that was happening so let's, not... let's take a step back yeah let's and he has back. to live with it everyone else is dead we're, we're gonna have to start at the beginning <laughs> yeah okay so this, this guy's got quite a tragic story yeah uh, and may- maybe potentially even more uh, deserving of this the the main character spotlight than Nyx in some arguments because mm. Nyx Nyx is a straightforward character like he he fights for his honor and his country and he has like there is an internal conflict but he it it never really manifests itself in his actions no so he, he you can tell that he's there and he's he, he's thinking about things and he does feel conflicted but he always has a very clear course of action that he feels yeah. he should take. He always does the and right it's, thing. It's, it, as a result, it's quite predictable. So he, he yeah. has his doubts, but then, yeah, they never really manifest in his actions, yeah. which which means that the conflict doesn't really have any bearing on the film, whereas yeah. the whole film, basically, the, this other guy's internal conflicts and his own doubts of, of stuff, that directly manifests itself yeah. and 
it affects the film heavily. So yeah. you're, yeah, and that's what you're saying. He, he's quite clearly. Well, quite, he, he develops as a character because he yeah. was near the beginning when um, shortly after my favorite character, uh, Crow. Crow. Um, Crow. 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 Crow was a great film. It was a great film. <laughs> Oh, Kingsley rubbish. Back to back to Kingsley. You get to throw the Kingsglaive at the the aliens, the space aliens. This is, this you, is you grab the Kingsglaive out of the lava, this and is, you throw it. It doesn't come back because it's far too uh, abstract. This is just such the, the... Crawl's glaive. Krull. No, 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 no. Krull's, sorry, remember just, the Cyclops and Krull's We were fucking. Can we have a, a, a just a wee side story about Krull and Hawk the Slayer? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> because there's a giant in Hawk the Slayer, and oh, we were God. taking the piss out of him the entire film because he's not that giant. And there's a midget, and they're about the same height, right? And then we watched Krull, and there's a fucking Cyclops in Krull, and we were like, "Now that's a giant. He's fucking tall. Look at him." And then I IMDb'd it later. It's the same fucking actor. Hawk <laughs> um, the Slayer. What a film. It's so good. Hawk is a Don't watch Kingsglaive. Just watch Hawk the Slayer. It's rubbish. Sorry, but yeah. Can we go back to whatever we were talking about before we spoke about these? Some CG films. film. I don't know. about Crow. 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 Um, no, Crow's a great design. You can see her bum. Um, Who's no, Crow? That? Crow's, Crow's the, oh, the, what, the little girl. No, oh, she's not a little no, Crow, girl. Crow is a Kingsglaive. She's, oh, she's the, the, best, the one that's like a sister to the be- like yeah. the dickhead. Yeah, he's like she's like a sister to me, and then she dies, and he goes, "No, my sister's dead," and now I have to turn coat in and bullet. So yeah, he has a bit of a moment. He Can quits we... the Kingsglaive, and then he becomes a resistance yeah. fighter because he blames, despite the fact that it was, yeah, it's it, he blames the king essentially for sending her out on a dangerous mission, but she dies. Uh, is it problematic that the only female character that isn't Luna? Is only in the film so that she can die to serve as a motivation for two of the main. <laughs> Don't get me started on the lack of female characters in the game. Because that, like, when you put it the way I just put it, like that is legitimately all she does, isn't it? Yeah, she, she's she, in it. She, she dies. So she can she's die. A, she's a plot device so that this guy goes crazy. And, yeah. and quits. And I've seen quite a lot of. Wouldn't it have just been as easy to flip those two roles? Have her be the one that flips well, over the guy dying. That's right? what like a lot of people say. You could have just merged the character. I, I think that would have been much more interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because she would have been the, the what? Well, it would have been the her and Luna that were left standing at the end of it. And yeah, that would have been great. She'd have to deal with this guilt, but I mean, also then you'd have potentially a playable female character, or at least a, 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 an integral female character in the story in the in the game. And yeah, I they've not really I, they've not really elaborated much like how much of the end of the film's actually going to carry out. Obviously, Luna does. Not only does she she's, she's die though, she yeah, dies off camera in a pretty undignified like. Well, and then you see then you see her deep body and it's horrifying. Yeah. It's really horrible. It was it was covered in flies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> it's just that the off was it was covered in flies. It was, it was horrible. <laughs> it's, it, it was a rather undignified and unnecessary. I really death I was expecting to continue the plot or to like change this character. I was expecting like they'll just say it, like you'll hear you'll see the bag unzip and then then Libertus goes oh and runs away but they just sure beat good. <laughs> Could her character have been substituted with Nixon? I can't remember his name. Libertus's hometown being destroyed or attacked. Yes. Probably, yeah. So, if you have a character in a film who can easily be substituted by an inanimate object, it's 
It's just a. Uh, it's not a very nice fate for her. No, no, and it's a shame and because our, she was a very cool character. She, she was, she, she, she was like genuinely like a like, really good character. Right? She was really cool looking, and she was grounded. She was like, like she was. She held them together. Yeah, she was yeah. the sensible one, objective and grounded, and she knew, you know, and, and she maybe, was a castle. Yeah. yeah well, she was yeah she was like one of the strongest mages she, she yeah. showed you that right at the beginning when there were a group of mages casting a spell together yeah. and when one of them passed out she just she's totally she maintained but even it then, even then she wasn't part of the banner no she was up on a tower no yeah <laughs> Nick's and all that they had like they're down on the ground like bantering and fighting and going but she, <laughs> and she was she, there just like I'm just I'm pretty sure she was on the radio she was like, yeah great. but she was always saying sort of stuff like I'm holding it or something at least yeah, that's why I remember I saw target. it a while ago I haven't seen it since stay on target um, so yeah, and later on when they're they're back in um, Insomnia. Yeah. Uh, and they're they're in that little slum area. Mm. They're at, like, there's, the there's good chat. You can kind of the see that there's history. Oh, that was yeah. a great scene. That was really... It was cool watching that. It was a really comfy scene. And also, the, the things that were great in that is, like, you can tell just how um, well they know each other in the way that, like... And, and, and the way they're concerned for each other in the way that Nick's knew that there was something... Is his name Libertus? Libertus, yes. Yeah, Nick's knew something was up and he was concerned about the the painkillers and his jacket and stuff like yeah. that because Libertus breaks his leg yeah. and he's taking these painkillers uh, and Nick's um, notice, notice it in the jacket and there's a bit of like concern there and you can just tell like that's a really great scene to set up like their friendship mm. like it goes beyond just that camaraderie it's like yeah. these guys have got they're, they're hanging out outside of work it's potentially there's a history there yeah um so yeah, and then like these these guys end up like fighting on different sides. Yeah. Uh, after Liberus uh, quits King, Queen Kings. Liberus. Liberus becomes a terrorist. Yeah, and because because of <laughs> he his. He genuinely does. Because, we haven't have we said why. Well, because mm. of Crow. Yeah. yeah. Well, like he's he's upset about yeah. like seeing his best. Because friends. the king sent Crow. He doesn't understand why she was sent away on this thing. And then, yeah. You know, and she's died, and he sees it as um, she was dying in vain. Well, for, we haven't even touched on the fact that um. The way insomnia works is insomnia is secluded. Sure. It's on its own and there's a shield. Outside of insomnia, there are regions in, I think, in the Lucis Kingdom. Yes, they are called Laid and Claim. But they have been taken over almost by Niflheim or are being beset. Well, well this, besieged this, by Nivelheim. It, it seems but to be the, that there were like scavengers and yeah. stuff in the in the Badlands. But the whole thing is, uh, at some point in the film, at the start of the film, really, Niflheim says to in uh, King Lucis, whatever his name is, um, give up all of your lands, and we will let you have insomnia. And he agrees to this, and that starts off. The, he might have just meant he was going to keep him up all night. Yeah, <laughs> the, that <laughs> starts the conflict in these characters because um, Libertus, his home, and Nix's home, and most of their homes are out in these lands that are being given over yeah. to keep insomnia safe. Yes, um, but they are charged with protecting they, insomnia. They see it as a betrayal yeah. from their own king, but I mean, yeah. really, the that was another thing that came up so many times. Like, so many people blame the king for sh- shit that uh, Nibelheim has yeah. done. But that's directly. what they do. That's what they do. If you look at like in real life, people will blame. You know, they yeah, yeah, well, we, they're like, they're like, well, why aren't you doing anything about this? The currently in a situation where yeah. we blame migrants um, and the yeah. poor people on things that bankers and government have done. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's a, maybe a bit of a stretch, but it's an applicable uh, yeah. comparison. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, first off, Libertus is annoyed about this. He's say, he, he sees the king um, throwing his home under the bus to save the city of yeah. Insomnia. And then... He hears that Crow has been sent out to do something for the king, 
and she's died and he's he sees it as too high a price to pay to protect somebody else's home. Sure. And that's his whole conflict is he's fighting for this king and this city that has given him nothing and forsaken his homeland mm. um, and had his friend killed. Um, and so the, the way he goes about it is he um, he quits the king's slave and he joins the resistance yeah. which are fighting against the king and the peace he, treaty he yeah. quite literally throws in his badge yeah he does he tears it off his arm and throws I'm it away. my badge chief I'm off the case he is later referred to as the hero of the resistance yeah. as a result of like the information that he gave the inside information as an yeah. ex-king slave yeah which there's a lot of usage of the word hero in that film. There is. And um, it's turned around on its head, especially in a scene with Libertas, where it's like one of the main like anti um I think it's anti establishment terrorists uh, goes to him and says, Oh, you're a hero and all of them is just fucking desolate. Yeah. Um, and he's and that's where he realizes I've fucked up. But also these terrorists were puppets for Niflheim. Yes, they were. Yeah, because Niflheim had promised them back uh, the the, the main area and insomnia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They said we'd give you a part of insomnia to make your home. Yeah. Which is funny again because Niflheim is destroying their homes. Exactly. And then goes, your homes are being destroyed. We will give you part of insomnia, this bastion of, you know, and it's, it's all very deceitful. Yeah, yeah. The whole film is all about like finding your home and and the sense of duty to protecting yeah. your home and and the duty split and it's um. It's a, I thought it was really good. People said that a lot of people say it's not a very deep film. I mean, it's not deep in the sense that it's um, oh, it's certainly got layers. There's not yeah. It's not insightful. It's not saying anything particularly um, groundbreaking about anything. But it does have a lot to it. I mean, it's it's old ground. Being there's been films have done stories about this yeah. for as, like, and there's been stories about this for as long as time there's, there's arguments as well that people yeah. that will enjoy this are a different audience from the people that would typically go for films that have got a deeper political or yeah. um, maybe historic significance I mean I think it's deserving of that's one of the criticisms of Final Fantasy Advent Children is for a Final Fantasy film it's a bit light on story the original the original version of the film is yes. yeah. um, um, you're Complete is different because Complete builds on it but that's after those criticisms were made. Yes. Um, So it's not fair to say that I mean it is they fixed it but initially that was one of the things and uh, and stuff but I feel really feel like um, Kingsglaive at least is deserving of a Final Fantasy name in that they actually did try and build a story. People said that the story in this isn't great and I don't really It does stand on its own for most of the point. There's a couple of things that they like skip over so for example like um they, they talk about the wall a lot. Like, yeah. And obviously the wall is the wall that currently protects us. But they talk a lot about like, the, the ring and the old wall. And they never really... But the old wall never even it's, turns out to be a wall. It's the things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, I don't know if that's maybe like... Uh, it's to throw you off or if it's maybe a misinterpretation of yeah, I, I don't the know. meaning. But what I, it is definitely a line of defence. Yeah. yeah. The, it's a strange one. Um, I expected it to be because the current wall comes from the crystal. Yeah. I expected the old wall to be directly from the king or something like yeah. that. And it was like a more, like maybe the, fil- the crystal filtered and amplified his power to create this yeah. newer wall. But maybe if it came directly from the king, it was a more raw power, but yeah. maybe a little less stable and a bit harder for the king to maintain and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. less reliable. So, but it never really came to that. So I'd- should we talk about like um, the 
specifically the last big battle yeah. in the film. Diamond weapons in it. Yes, so Diamond Weapon's actually in the very first scene. Yeah, yes. In the film. He's, he's fighting the, the people in the, the desert. What was funny? In the desert. But what was funny about the initial trailers was like, people were like, well, that kind of looks f- a bit like Diamond Weapon. And it's and then in the final film, it's like, oh, it's, it is actually just it Diamond is. Weapon. They call Diamond it the Weapon Demon. from the Final Demon. Fantasy VII. Release um, the Demon. And it's, it's incredibly it's really obvious. Big. It's a, and it's not just one of them. There's, there's hundreds it's, of them. It's a production model. And Final Fantasy XIV did something similar. They had... Uh, Ultima Weapon, I think it was, yeah. is one of the, the things that, that... One of the enemy creatures that this uh, empire was using against you. Uh, and when you fight it in the last scene, and this is also spoilers for anyone that wants to play Final Fantasy XIV, um, you're in a factory uh, where there are actually lots of these. And um, before you actually fight the, the final Ultima Weapon, mm-hmm. um, you know, you, you, you fight... Uh, arms which are breaking through these containers at you and you know there's, there's elements of like oh they're going to mass produce this this is going to you know wipe mm-hmm. us out or whatever and I thought that when in the end scene when we see all the loads of them coming up the diamond weapons yeah can I be cynical please I think that diamond weapon is purely in Kingsglaive to get you excited about Final Fantasy 7 the remake yes Quite, quite possibly, yeah. And it's because you look at it like that's probably what he's going to look like in the remake. Yeah. So what, what about the the appearance of Ultros? No, that's just pure fan service from yeah. Final Fantasy VI. That's amazing. He looked great. Like he legitimately looks so cool. So there is a scene where uh, Ultros, um, a giant octopus character from Final Fantasy VI, uh, appears in the like an airship scene. He's not even in the airship for any reason. He's, he's just there. there. He's just there. Like, where was he before, when they attacked? He wasn't in the ships, surely. He is, uh, first first appears as a tentacle, which I yeah. thought was a Marlboro, because yeah. it, initially it's not purple. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, it's like a kind of grey colour. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, you know, grabs a guy down the corridor and, like, totally destroys this this soldier. Uh, and later he's, he's uh, holding on to the princess. Yeah. And uh, Ultros is a... A womanizer, if, if any of you knew him in the game, he was a yeah. comic relief character. Mm. Yeah. So seeing him in this was incredible for me. I got a total buzz from that. that he looks cool. really, really cool. He does. But can we just be a bit disappointed that it, he's obviously not going to be in the main game? And we're yeah. not going to get to fight him because he dies. He, is, he gets impaled on a building. Certainly is impaled on a building. And it's not even like a good death. We discussed this before. Yeah, I, I just, thought it was, it, was, it was pretty good. I, I did see it happening, though. As soon as I saw the point on that building... You were like, oh yeah, he's going to impale I was like, they're totally going to impale him. The way, because here's what I thought. Um, they jump out of the transport anyway. Yes. Eventually, so they're like, like minutes after. What they should have done was... Um, had it so that... Because he just falls off the thing and he lands on the spike. No one actually defeats him. He just no, no. dies. He's holding on to the ship that they're in and they drive it intentionally down onto this building to the Oh, it's not that He's true. like, he's wrapped around the ship. Right. Because I thought what they should have done was, uh, instead of jumping out afterwards, they should have, he should have been on it and they should have been, they should have been like going to crash it and they should have like glaved out of there or whatever. Mm. Um, and then have this moment where he's like, and then, I, I think regardless, it was a, it was really cool to see him. He's like, so cool. He's, he's, he's amazing. He's totally out of place. Like he's yeah. not there unless they're making a Final yeah. Fantasy VI remake. Probably not. No, which I wouldn't have thought. But um, he's he's not there for any particular purpose. He's yeah. just there to be fan service. He's yeah, and it, it, I thought it was really well done. It's cool. Um, can we talk about about Luna? Yes. Um, they talked a lot. Like a lot of the marketing for this game has been like. Luna's a very strong character. She's very strong-minded. She's she's got her own idea of how things should go and how um, 
she needs to act in order to, to not lose things. She doesn't really do it. No, anything. she just she just says, I'm gonna do this and then Nick goes, For fuck's sake and then has to like kinda of chase after her a bit. And she goes she goes That's, over that's to the, the entire the, film. Any any point where she tries to make a, a decision, somebody else comes in and like puts their arm around her shoulder and goes, No, just come over this way and do this. At the start when she's trying to leave uh I've forgotten what that place is called. Um Tenebrae. Yeah. Um and she's packing and uh her her brother, uh, Ravis. Yeah, he shows up. She's she's going because she thinks she's going to go and meet Noctis. Did yes. we get vibes of Targaryen from them as well? Yes. Like, if you compare it to Game of Thrones here, like particularly the way he dies. Oh, spoilers! Yeah, sorry. Eat your ring for a king. Yeah, but um, but like yeah, she, she's there and she's packing to leave this place. She's not really meant to leave it because she's kind of under the thumb of Niflheim. Yeah, um, but she's defiant because she's strong minded and she's going to leave and go and find Noctis she's packing and then her brother shows up and basically just uh, directs her away from that says don't leave you can't leave here stay here and then she goes to um, Insomnia and then she's there and she's like I'm going to do this I'm going to do this and the king's like no don't do that do this and she just does that and there's never any point where sure she's she has ideas of what she wants to do but she's not strong minded because she never actually does any of it and 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 um, She's, she's impulsive. She is, yeah, but she's never defiant, which is what she's supposed to be, is defiant yeah. and strong-minded and, and have her own, you know, um, sort of be autonomous. But she's always portrayed she's, as just being a bit of a pawn. And that's what, not she great. Does, she the does one, kind of get people into trouble. The one yeah. bit that, that kind of solidified that for me is like when they try to escape the ship that Ultras is in. Yeah. And then she goes, I need to drive the ship. And Nix goes, nope, no, no, just move, I'll do it. Also and the then she just geese on the steering wheel. Also, the <laughs> fact that she's just there sitting in a room... Yeah, doing nothing, and all, all these guys have to go and save her and, and get her out of there. It's it's just like at no point in the film is she shown to be somebody who can actually think for herself. That yeah. but she diff- should be. It might that's be what the character well, meant I, I don't to know, be. At the end, when she leaves, um, what's his face? And oh, she like, tells him to go away. Yeah, that, that's the one decision. The end. one time where she can say to this guy she just met, "I'm not going with you." <laughs> <laughs> like, but like, it's really disappointing because like for what that character is meant to have been and what she should be, she shows none of those characteristics. Maybe not what she should be, but what yeah. she could have been, yeah. certainly. I mean, it's well, what she should be in, in that that's the way that the character has been portrayed in the marketing and in the... Yeah, they, 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 pre- they like to present her as this character, but in her actions in the film, she doesn't show any of those characteristics. And now, that's the, to, be, to be fair, it might be different in the game. Yeah, I mean... And hopefully, hopefully it will be. Yeah. Like, if she does, like, some really cool shit and, like, she just, like, does it of her own, like, that might be why she's not a player character, like, so she can act of her own volition. We want to see, like, character development. Yeah, so she get, she does her own thing, completely apart from the, the party, and you kind of see that happen. Mm. Because a lot, of the, a lot of the plot, like, leads on for the film is Noctis now has to find Luna. And there's even, like, lines in the Florence and Machine song that, um... Hint at, uh, at disagreements and conflict between Noctis and Luna. Yes. Um, because there's uh, the line where it's like, um, maybe Luna had it right or, yeah. or something. Uh, which one? Who cares it? about the thing I did that night? Yeah. So what? Maybe Luna had it right. Um, and it, it sort of shows that maybe it, it's not all great between them. Yeah. And that she's had a she's said something. They've had a disagreement over something. Luna like, is also canonically four years older than Noctis. Yeah. Which oh, is okay. interesting. Much like um, Aerith was older than Cloud. Isn't that interesting? The, um, interesting. I had something I wanted to say about the king. 
Yes. I just think the reason why his character model is the same in the film and in the game is because his character is present in the game but has died in the film. Well, his character could be present in the game because he's now one of the old kings. Yeah, and also, but there would also be like flashbacks and shit, I assume. Presumably, yeah, Yeah. because we're going to see. uh, That's a much more important. Like, you can't redefine the king in the next film and have it go back again. No. Um, so I think maybe that's one I'm of going reasons. to tell you that there, there is a reason but I'm not going to tell you what the reason is no X-ray spoilers yes there, uh, it's not even like a spoiler but there is a reason okay so that's all I'll say yeah. um, so should we wrap it up there yeah so I guess well I would 100% recommend the film yeah it's a great film great yeah. Yeah. Uh, no spoilers I mean like we already recommended it but yeah, yeah, like, yeah to reaffirm that check it out definitely and if you're going to check it out and you're in Scotland Go and see it at Scotland Loves Anime. Yeah, which more information available on lovesanime.com. Hmm. Loves, loves Animation. If we put this out, we should put a link to the booking for the film or whatever. Tweet right? machine. Lovesanimation.com. And yes, we'll put a link in the show notes. Show notes. I don't think I'm allowed to use that phrase. I think it's... What's show notes? It's a polygon thing. Oh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the post notes or the cool. post. Follow us on Twitter. We don't have one. Uh, well, well Ozaran 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 tweets yeah or Lord Moogle yeah or the Lord or Moogle. Meteor Drive Meteor underscore drive. drive but I just tweet a lot of that's shit. one of Tifa's moves yes it is it is I, doubt, I mean I couldn't have it called like Dolphin Blow <laughs> <laughs> you could have I, I could have but it would have been rubbish so but yeah I mean you can follow me if you like but yeah. you won't get anything good out of it Cool. Well, if you've made it all the way to the end, thank you very much for listening, and hopefully we'll be back again soon with another podcast. Check out Fuck Video Games. No. It's still all out there. Is it? Yeah. Oh. SoundCloud. You, you can also check out Dave and Liam's previous work on SoundCloud by searching for Fuck Video Games. Yeah. I'm going to go now.